Loving yourself is like peeling an onion. You might cry. It takes time. There's so many layers. When you first start peeling an onion, you have to take the skin off. When you take the skin off, then you're exposed to the meat of the onion. The outside of the onion is dry, little crunchy, really thin, has really thin skin. But that thin skin does a really good job of protecting you from the smell. You know, the smell of an onion is really intense. It's like really, uh, I wouldn't say a stench, but it's like the smell is really, really evasive. It's like it's all up in your nose. Your eyes get watery and even your throat can kind of get a little tingle or a tickle. So again, loving yourself is like peeling an onion or unpeeling an onion. It's not just peeling, but unpeeling the onion. And there are so many layers of an onion. And even though you've like, when I, you know, cook certain dishes, I'll use an onion. And it's rare that I use the entire onion unless the recipe requires an entire onion. So even though I've used that onion, I will restore it or store it in my refrigerator. When I pull it out again to use, it still is just as uh, fragrant as it was when I first unpeeled it. So again, loving ourselves can sometimes be like unpeeling an onion. And why is that? So the onion uh, analogy is just because we have so many layers and we have a protective layer. We have our skin but underneath our skin is going to be our, you know, our soul. You know, you can't really feel your soul, but you know you have a soul because you have your mind. You have your free will and you also have these emotions. And then underneath your soul, you have your spirit. That's going to be where your purpose, meaning and your heart is at. That's going to be your spirit. Um, so. A lot of times we have gotten into situations where it was whether it was our fault or not. And we have decisions we make uh, that affect uh, our experiences that expect that they kind of affect our memories. And then our memories kind of go back to like, man, if I would have made a better decision. So we can sometimes have regret. I know I have several things I've learned to process where it's not just regret, but it's just more or less reflection. And then I'm able to find a lesson in that reflection. Um, that could be numerous things, you know, like I'm a California native. I relocated to Oklahoma to pursue my, my academic endeavors and things just did not go the way I wanted them to go. Uh, but in hindsight, I didn't really have a solid plan. I didn't really have a strong uh, tribe. Now, looking back, I mean, it's like now, whatever I want to do now, I'm going to make sure that I know, be more intentional about what I really want, what it's going to take and who I'm taking with me or who God, um, I'm going to ask him to place those key people in my life. Uh, you do need uh, mentorship. You need someone when you're peeling those layers back in your life. You need someone who's who's been there before, who's been there, done that. And it's not a know it all that that just kind of like diminishes your voice or silences you but someone that that you know has some wisdom and they're not just someone that knows and 
they have nothing to show for it. Like they know and they actually got to where you're wanting to get to. So again, uh, peeling back those layers is important, but it's something that you probably can't do or process on your own. Uh, you can, but if when you start opening or peeling back those, you know, those layers, you're going to be bleeding, you know, like there's going to be an aroma, you know, and it's not going to be a good aroma, you know, like an onion, because that aroma is going to be a stench, like a death, you know, a death of what did not happen, or even if it was a positive. Uh, but I guess right now I'm kind of leaning on the not so positive, whether it was a relationship that didn't work out, whether it was a dream or a goal that kind of got sabotaged, whether it was self-sabotaged, uh, whether it was... Um, possessions that you no longer are able to have that you weren't able to uh, maintain uh, where you bought a house or you bought a car and it was foreclosure or you got a car and it was repossessed uh, whether you lost your identity in something in friendships that no longer are um, in your life anymore so again layers I mean there's so many topics we can go on um, for me I've been processing uh, identity for some time I was kind of more surface level on the outside where the skin hadn't even got you know broken yet you know I process identity as a person of color as a woman uh, a black woman and someone that was young you know I'm still young even though I'm older now uh, someone who uh, identify with social class and status because there are so many stereotypes that uh, people use or rely on to categorize people and I guess the person that God made me to be very keen to you know that I didn't know that it was called discernment you know like you you kind of pick up on certain things some people call it instinct I call it discernment and you pick up on how people treat you different so because I knew as a person of color a woman a black woman someone that did not come from means you know I grew up pretty middle middle class so it was like as if I felt like I had to prove things to other people. And because having to prove um, my skin, even though it was thick, I didn't really have thick skin on the inside. I had thick skin on the outside where it was like somebody else's skin. I had a narrative that I was living based on other people's perception of what success looked like. So I was kind of superficial. You know, I got into auxiliary organizations or I prided myself on my accomplishments and that was my identity for a very long time. I prided myself on relationships, even though those relationships, they were good relationships, but they were not depth in depth. We're like, you know, we really, because when you don't know yourself, you don't know what you need. When you don't know what you need, you don't know how to ask for help. So, um, like I said, when you're looking back doing self-reflection, it may be challenging, like that onion, like you want to cry because it's like you're in too deep and you're at the heart, you're at the core. But it's very important to do that because you have to get out of that situation. You got to get out of that mindset. You have to change. You have to reflect to not just protect yourself, but you have to reflect to correct. So reflect to correct. That's going to be my first point. And keep in mind when I come on to do these uh, podcasts, I don't have any notes. I like allow, you know, Holy Spirit, God to just flow through me. Uh, but again, when you are self-reflecting, it's going to be too correct uh, because you want to protect all the investments that you have at this point in time, whether that is now the new goals that you have in life. Uh, some things 
the death of them, you have to just let it go. Um, when you're thinking about let it go, you want to have a visual in your mind of having your hands balled up in the fist. When you release something, you know, it's like a lot of stress is kind of gone because it takes energy to create a fist. Even if you're not punching, you know, like some of us want to punch, but just having an open hand is kind of more or less an act of surrender. Um, it's also an act of being open. It's also an, it's an action where you're also allowing something to fall in that hand. And so you may not get to keep it open. You want to close it, but you want to let go things that have been weighing you down, things that have been anchored. So fear, uh, regret, uh, disappointment, uh, bitterness, anger, um, sadness. You know, there's a range of emotions we can go through, but you want to be able to release those by opening up your hands and say, I will no longer hold on to these because how can you catch those blessings if you already are holding on to things that serve no purpose? Now, they did serve a purpose at one time because you went through it. So when you go through things, going through things, it's hard, but then there's something you actually can learn. And it's not like, I will never do that again. Yeah, you probably won't ever do that again, but what did you learn and why, what did you learn to apply to to really get that lesson in that you're not going to do that again. For me, you know, relationships, like it's easy to like meet a new boo thing and like you you rush in, like you just go head in, you know, you lead by your, your thoughts, you lead by your feelings, your emotions. And so, you know, now that I'm now uh, newly divorced, newly single, even though I felt like I was single for a long time because I was married and like separated and I was married and my ex was like just living his best life, you know. And so now that I'm single, it's like, man, you can be selective. You know, you don't have to just be desperate and like just the first person that come on through uh, and you're sliding in your DMs. You don't have to go for that first person, but it's a time to kind of reflect, to think about, hmm, what did I not do before? And what maybe not have happened, like set boundaries, uh, safeguard yourself. Uh, setting those boundaries could be, you know, uh, conversations that you won't have you know like me I never talk about my exes to new people because I feel like that even though it's easy to vent but that should not be the commonality of that relationship now there may be a time where the conversation may come up where you might talk about something but um, I think it's just not healthy in my opinion to bring up your past to your future because it's a reason why it's in the past and especially if it's going to be more negative um, you know it is what it is Um, And so if you are finding yourself divulging a lot about your ex, you know, it's kind of like maybe you haven't done that hard work yet because I really feel like you have to forgive to go to move on, you know, and you have to forgive because that's forgiving no matter what. If it was a good or bad relationship, you have to forgive continually because that's going to block your blessings by not forgiving. Forgiving allows you to let that person go because again, you remember if you're holding on with your hand, that's energy that you're using, even if it's not a lot of energy, but you're not able to get those blessings or receive those blessings that's for you because you're holding on to all this other stuff. So you got to let that person go. And I'm a person of faith, a faith in Jesus Christ, faith in God. So that means like I have to trust God that even though I don't see and I don't understand because hurt is hurt, y'all. It's, I feel like it's pretty universal. I don't care if it was a man or a woman that was hurt. Hurt is hurt, but it's a way you process that hurt. It's a way you get through that hurt. And you can't get through that hurt by just not dealing with it. Now, it's a time when you will deal with it, but not a time where like 
maybe when it first happens, some people go to therapy, some people do cathartic cathartic things, like they do journal writing, some people like start just kind of wilding out, you know, like they start acting out and doing all the things that they feel they feel that's going to make them feel better by clubbing or going and being social and drinking, you know, uh, but you want to find some positive outlets. You want to be able to have like some people that's going to hold you down, you know, some support, you know, and so I remember God, you know, said to wash the walls in my house. And so I thought, huh? And literally, you know, back in the day as a, a youngster, you know, I remember like we washed the walls, we cleaned up, we cleaned up.